0: Greetings, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Creation Talk. And today's subject will be, how did Noah fit all the animals onto the ark? Uh, My name is Dr. Matthew Chahadi. And so with me is uh, Keaton Halley. Hello. Hey there, Matthew. And so, today's uh, subject is about how uh, all the animals could fit in on Noah's orc. This is a very interesting question because it, it uh, raises a lot of doubt into people's mind as to whether Noah's orc was real, whether it was really feasible.
1: Yeah, it's obviously something that we've, uh, if, if you grew up in church like, like I did, uh, you may have learned a lot about this in Sunday school, singing songs about um, how the rains came down and the floods came up and uh, Noah going on to the arky arky But at the same time, it's it's a challenging subject for adults because this is one of the most attacked areas of Scripture.
0: Right, And of course, uh, secular uh, people in the secular media, they say a lot of things against uh, Noah's Ark, for example, that the Ark was very small, it was very unstable, and that, of course, what uh, some biologists also say is that while well, we know that there are 10 million species all across the world, how could they fit onto Noah's Ark? I mean, it's impossible. Yeah. So, let's talk about this, how, how it really is possible for all the animals to fit, fit onto the Ark. And a lot of times we talk about
1: misconceptions that people have. Yep. I mean, if somebody says to, to the believer, how did Noah fit all the animals on the Ark? We can say, ask them in return, well, how large was Noah's Ark and how many animals did he need to take, right? It,
0: exactly, exactly. And so, I mean, uh, I, I believe that the Bible has the answer to our questions, So let's look at what the Bible says. Uh, In Genesis uh, chapter 6, verse 15, Noah's ark was actually very large. It was 300 by 30 by 50 cubits, and, and one cubit being 18 inches.
1: Cubits, basically, the length of somebody's forearm, right. um, from elbow. elbow to fingertip. Yeah. yeah, exactly. In ancient times, they had different standardized measurements, so we don't know for sure how long the cubit was that Noah used, but it's, it's on the order of a foot and a half, or, or a 18 foot inches, in like you said. And
0: so, of course, if we uh, calculate the volume, it comes up to 1.5 million cubic feet, and that really is mm. humongous. Yeah, Noah's
1: Ark, the, the real Ark, would have been longer than... A, than a football field, right? About maybe 450 feet long is 300 cubits times a foot and a half.
0: Right. And and then according to other measurements, they say that it's about the size of an ocean liner. If somebody's familiar with uh, the Queen Elizabeth II, that's about the about the size, or at least on the order of the size of what the ark was like. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's very
1: different from the picture that people might have if they're just thinking of the, the visuals that they've seen before on nursery walls and things where Noah's Ark looks like An overcrowded bathtub with giraffe necks out the top, and it's very
0: unstable. But you know, (laughs) actually, Korean scientists, creation creationists, they did a study, and they they floated these different uh, like uh, types of like uh, different ship uh, models. They found that Noah's ark, which is like in the shape of a brick, uh, it was the single most stable uh, shape of of a boat for riding on the turbulent waters. Of, of the flood. So right. it was
1: very stable. And the, the dimensions are specifically given in Genesis chapter 6. We know it was a 6 to 1 ratio, which yeah. is, yeah. you know, still the way many modern ocean liners are built, built to those dimensions.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this was one myth that we just blasted out of the water. Uh, <laughs> let's take a look at another myth that people uh, come up with. Uh, uh, did Noah really take on board every single species of animal? Did he? Did he really do that?
1: Yeah, well, the, the Bible doesn't use that term species at least not in the modern technical scientific sense right, right, right. um it, it rather uses the word kind uh matthew of course you're an right. expert on on the biblical kinds that's your your special field of research I yeah think. because
0: that means that you know the bible doesn't use our modern uh, uh concept of taxonomy rather we should let the bible speak for itself so a kind it's a broader category of of animals uh, it corresponds maybe to the level of genus or of family mm-hmm. and even uh, even evolutionists have found that if you go above the level of, of family, you can't really uh, cluster or group animals together. So, at the level of genus or family, uh, animals and different plants, uh, they, they cluster very nicely together into these yeah. into these, uh, into and, these. And units. what you're
1: saying, you know, if people don't, aren't familiar with these scientific taxonomic categories, oh, a yes, species yes. is kind of a narrow... Yeah. Category. Uh, a genus would be broader than that. And the family and, and would be s- even broader than family that. And a family's bigger. And yeah. we're saying the kind probably corresponds more to the family or genus level rather than yeah. the species. So, that means you can have right, many right, right. different species within each biblical kind, because God built into the kind right, right, right. a lot of potential for, for variation.
0: Yeah. For example, you could take, uh, let's say, the dog kind or the cat kind or the horse kind. These are all different kinds. You can recognize a kind very intuitively. And for example, like in the past few hundred years, they've they've bred like several hundred dog dog breeds, starting from like the wolf. And so, uh, if we, if we you know go with uh, a single kind covering several hundred species, then that means you know this 10 million species of animals on the ark it gets gets reduced to a very uh, small number. In fact, he, uh, he just brought the kinds right.
1: So yeah. instead of bringing. Two Great Danes, two Dachshunds, two Dalmatians, etc. He just brought two canines, basically, would right. include not only, you know, from that original pair on the Ark, developed our modern varieties, uh, domestic dogs, as well as wolves and coyotes and d- right, right, dingoes right. and so forth.
0: And, uh, and also, according to creation scientists, uh, John Woodenwrap, he wrote a book called uh, Noah's Ark Feasibility Study, and he estimated that Noah had to take on wood only eight thousand kinds a male and a female of each kind so that really really reduces the number of animals yeah. M- making I mean,
1: some assumptions but that's a, probably a, a reasonable approximation if it's yeah. between um the family and the genus level where the where the biblical kind falls right. so it's not millions of species just two of each kind greatly reduces the number of animals that Noah had to take
0: yeah and of course uh, according to Genesis uh, chapter 6 verses 19 to 20 uh, Noah didn't have to take on board fish or insects. He took on board the the off that is the, the birds and the behemoth, which are uh, land animals, vertebrates. And so, I mean, yeah, fish... Good
1: point. The, the creatures in the yeah. ocean could survive a global flood just fine, right,
0: right, so yeah. Noah just took the land vertebrates, essentially. Yeah, exactly. I mean, fish, uh, many species of fish, I mean, of course, with a flood, uh, fresh water and salt water would have mixed, but many uh, fish species, like a stickleback, they're capable of surviving in both salty and also fresh water. So that's not really a problem for them. Uh, Otherwise, I mean, uh, when the flood happened, it would have crushed a lot of of trees, and there would have been a lot of log mats. Just an interesting point that uh, when I studied taxonomy at university, they said that the way different reptiles got from mainland South America to the Galapagos Island was that they floated on these log mats, on these tree mats, all the way across the ocean yeah. to the Galapagos, so even secular biologists don 't have a problem with this <laughs> mm, yeah yeah uh, and lastly, some people also say that uh, that um, we had these big dinosaur species, and you know can you imagine like a big brontosaurus with its big mm. tail and its big neck in the orc? how did, How <laughs> did these animals fit on the orc?
1: Yeah, well, we certainly do believe that the dinosaurs would have had their representative kinds on board. Uh, but if people think, well, the dinosaurs are just too big, mm. once again, we can go back to, well, the, the Ark was absolutely enormous on the one hand, yeah. but then we can con- consider the, the size of the dinosaurs on the other hand. And actually, um, there's, there's a variety of things that we could point to there. Um, first, um, even once dinosaurs were full grown, not all got to be as big as the great sauropods like Brachiosaurus yeah, yeah, and yeah, so forth. Yeah. Some were the size of chickens. You know, the, the compsognathus is, yeah. is a very small dinosaur. Yeah. Um, and so you average it out, it might be something more like the size of a pony. Uh, the dinosaurs yeah. as as a whole, as a group, um, yeah. So, so, not you're that big. That, so
0: you're seeing that basically these these big sized uh, um, dinosaurs are really the exception as a, as yeah. opposed to the rule of hello. exactly. Like, okay. Uh, we can
1: also consider: Did Noah have to bring these full sized adult dinosaurs, or might he have taken uh, younger specimens? Uh, we know, for example, scientists who have studied growth patterns in, in the bones of dinosaurs, they've been able to determine that at least many of them underwent a growth spurt in their adolescent years. And so, it would make sense sort of for Noah to, yeah. to take younger dinosaurs. Like hatchlings. hatchlings, Yeah, or, yeah. or maybe yeah. just before that growth spurt so that they can reproduce after the flood. Yeah. You yeah. certainly don't want to bring older dinosaurs that are past their, their, the age where yeah. they can reproduce. That, that,
0: that makes a lot of sense. I mean, so in some way we can see that Noah's Ark was very large, and of course, uh, um, there would have been space left over even for for food or for drinking water. Yeah, and the
1: Bible tells us yeah. he took plants on board as well.
0: Yeah, and also, so that means that the Ark was huge, and that also, uh, uh, um, as against popular misconception, uh, he didn't have to take on board, like, lots and lots of animals, some could uh, survive outside the Ark. So that means that uh, there is a, a lot of evidence to show that uh, putting all these animals, uh, you know, uh, is very feasible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, the Bible really stands up to the the scrutiny of the skeptics, the challenges that they throw at the Bible. Actually, it's consistent with what we know from science today. When you understand the account correctly.
0: Right. So, that means that basically, uh, we shouldn't listen to just one side of the story of, like, atheists bringing, bringing up all these, all these uh, contra- uh, alleged contradictions. If we uh, make an examination ourselves, and we can, we see that uh, that uh, that science really, really supports what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that means that you can trust your Bible. Amen. Uh, yeah. There's another question that skeptics also raise about Noah's Ark is that there are really millions and millions of spe- uh, species of insects. Now, did Noah take on board? Each and every single insect species, or how is this?
1: Yeah, well, again, of course, there's the distinction between kinds and species. So, Noah would have, um, for all the animals that he did take, he only had to take the kinds. But with insects in particular, um, what the Bible says is that Noah took the animals in whose nostrils was the breath of life. And so, um, insects don't have nostrils or or breathe in the same way that we do. They breathe through little um, holes in their skin called spiracles. You know, basically, they they probably don't qualify uh, to the Bible's description. As as higher
0: cognitive life forms.
1: Yeah, they're they're not land vertebrates. They're not animals that the Bible is, is thinking of. And so, well, if they weren't on board the ark, though, then how could they survive a worldwide flood? There are lots of ways. They could have floated on massive vegetation and things without... Necessarily having to be obligate passengers on board.
0: Right, 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 Uh Keaton, thank you very much for your discussion. My pleasure. Right, and uh, this was just one topic uh, related to Noah's Ark. We can talk about so many, so many different things. For example, uh, what about the ice age? Where did the floodwaters go? Uh, and so, if you want uh, answers to similar questions, please visit our website creation.com, and you can do a search, and you, you can look through a lot of articles that we wrote about uh, about uh, Noah's Ark and similar things. And so if you, uh, if you like this production, please hit the like button. Uh, and then you can also subscribe to uh, start receiving similar, uh, similar content. And also, if you'd like, then you can join uh, the comments below. And uh, thank you very much for your attention.